gorgeous. Welcome to Bravo and Please, where we're going to get lit off all the latest going on in the Bravo TV world. This is a safe and uncensored space to discuss our love for everything pop culture and 420 related. So grab your can of goodies and let's get lit. Hi, everyone. We are live on YouTube. I believe we're live on Facebook and Twitter as well. But come join us on YouTube because we have a live chat. Um, and happy Friday, everyone. This week has been a lot. Like, major. <laughs> a lot of things going on. I'm your girl, Jenny Blaze, and we are here today to talk about The Real Housewives of Potomac, Family Karma, Below Deck, Southern Hospitality, Below Deck Adventure, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Love Without Borders, Winter House, Million Dollar Listing LA, Real Housewives of Miami, and watch what happens live. <laughs> I'm not going to cover every single thing this week was like way too much and if you if you're watching you can see the background um of my video has my upgraded studio i've been i'm starting to decorate now i'm trying to make it nice you know like dorinda um you know th those are goals hashtag goals but I want to remind everyone to subscribe to my YouTube channel and turn on notifications. We are live every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern, unless there's like a holiday or something. But like I said, we're live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. But don't worry if you miss the live show. You can always watch the replay or listen to the audio podcast on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Just as a reminder, subscribing, reviewing, sharing, liking, and leaving a five-star rating is, as Ryan Bailey would say, of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. It is the freest way to show your support. Also, don't forget our social media handles is at Bravo and Blaze with Anne spelled out on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also, what's today? The 9th? We're in December here. The holidays are basically here, right? Um, and, but the, I get stressed out during the holidays, but the good thing is, I think there's still time. Actually, I know there's still time to get your holiday shopping done. And where, what better place to go shopping for the holidays than bravoandblaze.com, where we have all types of fun Bravo inspired merch. This week's top sellers were um, the I Want Ray to Live notebook, which I need to get myself some more of those. I went through. I think I went through three of those notebooks already. Um, it's my favorite notebook. I love stationery. I don't know why. Um, I just do. 
but we sold some of those. The Elf on the Shelf husband greeting card from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which, by the way, I had an issue with this topic. The I, I'm retiring the F word, which is F-A-T, um, because I, I mean, I'm so against body shaming in general, but in this instance, when Jen Shaw said, you know, the F effing elf on the shelf husband, um, talking about Angie Harrington's husband, uh, I thought that was really funny, like really, really funny. And even though it's, even, even though it is body shaming, it's almost like, <clears throat> I don't want to say we don't care, but like he's a grown ass man who made a fake Instagram account to troll two housewives. He did a twofer. He killed two birds with one stone with that one Insta fake Insta account. And so, like, I kind of felt comfortable saying it. But after talking to somebody, we, like, talked it out in DMs because, you know, the reaction was, you know, body shaming is, shaming is gross. And I agree. And two wrongs don't make a right. So I'm retiring the F word. F-A-T. I'll just spell it out, I guess. <laughs> um, also, the Fudge College sweatshirts are a hit. Um, I don't know if you've seen them yet. I should have like, I should post them on here, obviously. Um, or hold them up. I'm not at that point. I'm still working on my office. It's not organized. I have like tools on the floor right now, but, um, it's like supposed to look like a college university type of sweatshirt, like fudge college from, you know, Jack Barlow. <laughs> he's just funny. Um, he's kind of a legend. But also, there were some Bravo and Blaze mugs that were um, bought this week. And I just was like, oh, my gosh, that's so awesome. I love that. But one of the big things that I saw were four Team Volter sweatshirts purchased together. And I'm like, oh, my God, I hope that they all wear them together. And whoever got that, if you're listening and you do wear matching Team Valter sweatshirts, please send me a picture. I would love to see. Like, I won't post it if you don't want me to. I just, it would bring me so much joy. <laughs> so, yes, go to bravoandblaze.com to my shop where we have a lot of fun um, products and merch and gifts. Also, if you are an aspiring entrepreneur, or maybe you are an entrepreneur, um, or maybe you just are a cannabis consumer who's trying to break the stigma, modernize the perception. Um, or maybe you're just a mom who hates being a stay at home mom like I did. And you just need to like, hear somebody who can relate. Like anyone who complains to me about their kids, I'm like, yes, you let it out, girl. Like, mm-hmm, I know. So um, if you are any of these kind of people, please make sure you check out my other podcast, Cannabis Mom Boss, where I share stories of my life, like the time my kid took an edible at school. Obviously, I was not happy about that. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes for that episode. But 
Also, I talk about, you know, lessons I've learned from my entrepreneurship journey um, and my time in the corporate world. Also, um, just business in general. I love looking at trends. Oh, my kid said I was so cringy this morning. She got, I made her get up with me finally, like at five in the morning. She said she would all week and she didn't. She kept sleeping in. So finally, because she was going to her dad's today. So I was like, <clears throat> you have to wake up. And also your bathroom is a mess. So we were hanging out and I was looking through my phone. I got an email that was like Spotify's 2022's uh, trend report just got released. And I was like, oh my gosh, look at this. I'm like, this is so exciting. And she was like, oh my God, you're so cringy. I was like, whatever. I don't care. I guess. But um, yeah, I love like looking at trends, reports, data, data analytics. <gasps> Sounds nerdy, but I like investments, looking at different types of investments just to like build wealth. And, you know, I believe anyone can be successful, especially with, you know, what we have available to us as far as technology goes. So um yeah. And I just talk about like my life in general. So check out Cannabis Mom Boss. It, we're live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern, unless there's a holiday, obviously, here on this same YouTube channel, which is also avail available for replay if you miss the live stream. I also just got the audio up on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. I'm like taking it slow with Cannabis Mom Boss as far as ramping up all of my assets and collateral around that um, business because it's a lot. <laughs> and I still don't have full-time childcare. So anyways, um, yes. Uh, on yesterday's show, actually, of Cannabis Mom Boss, I basically talked about my journey as an entrepreneur and a digital entrepreneur using social media. And then I went through my, my top preferred social media platforms and compared their features that I would recommend people to take into consideration when starting your own social media accounts. Or if you just want to like revisit and refresh, revamp your existing social media, we are, you know, the end of the year is coming. It's time to start planning for 2023. Um, but I'll put links to that episode in the show notes. And then also I want to uh, make sure to let you know to sign up at CannabisMomBoss.com if you haven't already. Um, the 2023 Cannabis Mom Boss Manifestation Workshop is launching very soon. We're going to be setting ourselves up for success for the year 2023. Anyone who's looking for like some kind of transformation, I've done so many. And I'm telling you, the first thing you need to do is like take a step back and just assess like, what is it that I want? How do I get that? Or where am I from there? And then how do I get there? So we're going to go through the things that the tools that I've used or tools that I've read about or I've seen others use. And we're going to put those into practice and we're going to, we're going to visualize, we're going to establish smart goals, and then we're going to create an action plan to achieve those goals. So when you leave this workshop, you have 
basically a list list of tasks to just achieve your dream life. See, it's, it's that simple, really. <laughs> it just takes a lot of hard work and a lot of it is mindset. And sometimes you do need like somebody to be there to kind of not hold your hand, but bounce ideas off of and just kind of talk things through because everything, not everything, but a lot of times, you know, because everything is so personalized for our own individual needs, but also for our own business needs, sometimes there is a period of trial and error and, and that's to be expected. So you know, just keep that in mind. It's a matter of like sticking with it and having support and being in that right mindset. Um, so I want to get back to pop culture and Bravo. Um, before I do that, just as a quick housekeeping item, I'm going to try to check in on the comments after I wrap up the highlights from each show, but I, um, don't want to like break the flow of everything for, you know, cause I actually, I was watching someone's live the other day and they kept, they were talking, but then would stop because they would see something and respond. And it was like delayed. And I feel like that's probably what I was doing before. So I'm just going to keep it moving. Um, but I will check all the comments when we like have good breaks. So, um, before we get into the Bravo shows, just in like pop culture news, something, Sad that happened this week is Chrissy Alley um, passed away. And for some reason, like, I don't know, I felt very, like, attached to her. Not attached to her. That's that's the wrong word. Um, <laughs> I felt like, well, I was very sad when I saw that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she was only 71. That's not, like, that far away from 40. But anyway, okay, narcissist, uh, shut that out. Anyways, Chrissy Alley, she had like a really interesting career. And also um, she had a reality show or maybe a couple of reality shows. And I remember watching a season and thinking, this lady is just so fascinating. And to think that she was a woman who went through show business during her generation she must have seen the craziest stuff. And I do think that she was probably traumatized because she seemed like she was struggling with something. Like she was battling her weight and like being someone who has, I've personally lost a hundred pounds on my, you know, like at one point in my life. And so knowing what it's like to be you know, like overweight and then knowing what it's like to not be overweight. I related to her a lot, but also was like, there's something deeper going on. And I just like wish that I knew, but very sad. Rest in peace, Kirstie Alley. Um, over the weekend since last week's show, I watched all of my unorthodox life. And I have to tell you guys, like, I needed to do a whole separate show just on a recap for that because that show is pretty wild. And I don't know how I feel about anything going on. <laughs> like, I don't know what's real. I'm confused. I have so many questions. 
And I remember like they were filming at the beginning of this year when she went through her divorce and keep in mind, she's an executive producer. So they're not going to put in anything that she doesn't approve of. And he's not involved with the show, but like what they were showing and what we saw before, you know, watching this season air, like, I have so many questions. We need like, we need some editing and true crime detectives. Forensics, we need some, a forensics team, cyber forensics, and um, maybe that's all we need. Anyways, um, so if you haven't seen that, or if you have seen it, Send me a message because I am like, what is going on? Um, also, this week, the People's Choice Award took place. And I didn't watch it. I didn't. I don't really pay attention um, to all that stuff. But the women from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hill, <clears throat> Hills were there. All sitting at a table. I believe it was Kyle, Rinna. Was Sutton there? I don't know. Kathy was there. I know that. And Kathy, when they went on stage, she was in the background of the person making their acceptance speech. And she had her purse clutch like this in the background and just proceeded to. Let me see if I have some in here. I don't have any. But she just proceeded to take out lipstick. And put her lipstick on. And like, I don't know if Kathy Hilton is completely unaware or if she's like so beyond, like it nothing phases. Like if someone was like, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. Like, why did you do that? You should probably not do something like that when you're on camera. She'd probably be like, I don't care. So like, I'm just confused if it's, her being like naive or her not giving AF. But that was funny. And also I want to give a shout out to Gabby from Below Deck Sailing season three. Um, Their show, Below Deck Sailing season three, was up for a People's Choice Award. I don't know who won. I think they might have even been up against like the Kardashians too. So that's pretty major, just saying. Um. I had an interview with Gabby shortly after that season aired, and I'll put a link in the show notes to that as well. I do want to give a shout out to Binging Bravo on Twitter, um, and I think she's on uh, Instagram. But uh, she just got engaged, and I saw the post, and I like it touched my heart. I was like, oh, my gosh. I still have a soul. Just kidding. No, I think that's amazing. So congratulations. What else? Uh, let me go into our shows. We have so many shows. It's like crazy. The first one, Real Housewives of Potomac. Oh my gosh. I took notes this week as I was watching, but then like there was just so much that it was 
it was too much for me. So I have like a ton of notes under Ashley. I have messy. <laughs> Wendy goes on Dumbo. Um, Wendy apologized to Mia. That's good. Candace invites Wendy to the boat and asks Robin if it's okay first. I did think that that was really nice of Candace. Um, and then I, I guess I stopped taking notes. So let me just look at this cast and I'll do it this way. I'll go through each cast member. And I don't remember like all the details now because I've watched, I've consumed so much since watching Potomac, but <clears throat> I'm not understanding Mia's side and I'm really trying, but I'm, I'm not. And it's like, it's concerning me because I'm like, I don't want to not like somebody, <laughs> especially since we had a meet cue at BravoCon. And even though I'm like breastfeeding height on her, like I really liked her. So seeing what's been going down between her and Wendy has been really disappointing for me, to be honest. Um, Giselle, did Giselle contribute in any way? Is this when they went in the, the Lamborghinis? Oh, so that's another thing. Why did Mia get two Lambos and then send the rest of the ladies on this janky boat where you have to work. Like, I hate those things. Don't ever invite me to something like that, please. <laughs> I'm not interested. It was just like so weird. Like, why did she pick who she picked? I understand why she picked Karen because it was her birthday, but why did she pick Giselle to go with her or with them? And it was kind of weird to see Jack Lamia's representative, you know, say like she kind of opened up a little bit. Like you could see she's like blinking, like help. <laughs> Kidding. Um, oh my gosh. Okay, now it's all coming back to me. So Ashley was super messy, but like clocked in this episode. Um, man, she was doing a lot. Karen Huger is just funny, funny as hell. And she got mad because Robin breaks out a speaker. She got high tech this week with her housewifery. And she played the rant from Candace's IG live, which I don't know, like I'm liking Candace this season. So I'm like, kind of like, I don't really care if Candace did that. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I did say that. And I, I feel like anyone who goes on IG live should expect that, like, whatever you say could get back to whoever. So like, she knows that she's saying what she's saying. And I don't know. I feel like if you are doing that, you're going to be the kind of person who's going to be like, yeah, I said it like, and, <laughs> but it was weird that she, I mean, she did get upset rightfully so because it was kind of like an ambush, especially with Robin, who she thought was her friend. And she was like crying and somebody was like, are you crying? She's like, yes, I am crying. Do you have a problem or something? It was so funny. Um, but then I was a little confused about her denying that she implied that 
Karen was cheating on Ray. I want Ray to live. How dare you? I need to get my I want Ray to live mug. It's like if he's drinking it during this show. Um, and Karen was pissed. Oh, my gosh. Also, Karen did say something that I can back up, which which I wish I had the picture. It's somewhere on my phone. I I have way too many pictures and images, videos. I'm a data hoarder. But anyways, um, there was a picture of Karen and I on Reddit with my back to the camera and talking to Karen. And I th- I have a picture with Karen, I think. I think. I don't know. I have to look. But um, she is very nice and people do love her. She was like so sweet and I just told her how much I love her and I'm pretty sure we took a picture but like that was about it I think so um so I can attest that Karen is liked and you know whatever (laughs) she says (sighs) and I have to say okay Wendy I feel really bad for Wendy in this whole situation I don't like what's going on and despite what's been going on she still apologized to Mia and I really like seeing that because I've apologized to people before when I still felt like I was wronged I was like okay fine I'm sorry that I'm unhinged right now after you just said some really effed up stuff to me but (laughs) I am sorry that I was unhinged or whatever. And I know that feeling. So like for her to do that, I thought was really nice. And for Mia to be like, I don't know. She's like, you disrespectful little brat to Ashley. Like, eek, eek. That was, um, yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Ashley just straight up invited Wendy. Like she should be here. What about it? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I need to put out energy that Ashley gets a new boyfriend or hookup soon because I do not want her and Luke to be together. Because I don't know why. I just don't. I I do know why, but I don't want to get into it right now. Just let's all cross our fingers. Pray for me. Um, But, yeah. Potomac is wild. It's so good. And can't wait to see next week. I can't believe they're still in Miami. Like, it's been the longest trip ever. Okay, so family karma. I have made a an announcement this week that Bravo and Blaze is officially a Raj Vaswani stan account and what got me was when you know the allegations of richie cheating came up monica tells her father and raj was like if that's true i will go cut off his dick (laughs) and give it to you he said that oh my god and then he doubled down on it he said it again to Richie 
in the car. Like that is some gangster moves. I just love him. Love, love, love him. But um, we also saw Unhinge Amrit. And I am here for it. I love it. He, he did not hold back. And I totally felt what he was saying when he was like, if you lie to me, you're insulting my intelligence. Like, don't do it. And I feel the same way. I have said that many times. Like, you think I'm that dumb? Do not. So, um, yeah, he uninvited Brian. And rightfully so. Brian legit lied to Amrit's face. And that's a tough one to come back from. Like, I don't know. It was rough. But. Brian's got his own stuff he's got to take care of. He got a new job. He's moving out of his house. Finally, thank you. His bedroom is disgusting. Ugh, not good. Not a good look. Um, but what else? I took a poll about Richie asking, do we think Richie is lying? I know what I think. But I wanted to see what everyone else thought. And it was a resounding yes. We all think he's lying. Um, he did. He said, like, because didn't somebody said Brian told Richie like a week ago, meaning he had this information for like a week and didn't tell Monica. But then to Monica's face, he said, I just talked to him today and the way he, his words, like he couldn't say, I found out last week. He was like, Oh, I talked to Brian today. Like, that's not what we're asking. <laughs> did you, or did you not know about this prior to today? Because if it's anything other than today, then the answer is wrong. Right. And so, and ugh, I don't know. I felt really bad for Monica because she was like, they're like swinging after and like, I'm just like, are you kidding me, dude? This guy, I'd be like, let's go to this person's house right now. I need to see everything, receipts, who said what, let's go in person. Like, let's do this. I wouldn't be like, yeah, let's push me on the swing. He didn't even push her on the swing. They were just swinging side by side. We, we cannot do this. Okay. <laughs> this is about women's rights. Just kidding. I'm going to, I'm going on a tangent, but, um, oh, Vishal and Richa, I love them both. I really, really love them, but it's very painful to watch what's going on between them. Um, Vishal clearly has like a drinking issue or even if he doesn't think he has an issue, Richa does. And that's his wife now. Well, not legally, but <laughs> um, still like, I just want to know like Vishal, what is it that makes you feel like you need to drink? Like, come here, sit down, sit on my couch. Lay down, get comfortable. Let's unpack this. Um, so I'm rooting for them, but I don't know. 
I'm getting like Schwartz and Katie Maloney vibes. Like I love them. I love them together, but like maybe they shouldn't be together. And I hate to say that. Like I want to cry saying that I have chills right now. Just thinking like that, but I like um, that we got a cameo, even though she's like full-time cast member, but we got Anisha up in the hood for a minute. And I like that she tells Brian, what's up? Like, dude, you effed up. What are you doing? Why would you do that? Why would you tell Richie ahead of time? Like, that's just so old bro code. What did he say? I don't know what he said, but so wrong. So wrong. But I'm glad that Anisha and Bali called it out. Bali, love her, love her. This whole show is just amazing. Amazing, amazing. I love it. <sighs> okay, going to the next slide. Oh, this is a big one. And shout out to starcasm.net. This is, um, well, I'm going to take off this. Whoops. This problem, please, so we can see the whole thing. Should I just do this? So you can see everything. All right. So there are so many people <laughs> on this show. And I just combined both because it's so confusing for me. Thank you, Bravo, however, for putting them all on Bravo rather than Peacock ahead of time. Because that was like really... It's already confusing with the multiple captains, multiple staff. Like, it's hard for me. I have to, like, almost – it takes, like, a few minutes for me to get back into the, you know, like, into the mindset for each show because I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So because of that, I had this – what I think is an amazing idea where imagine if they had – Two below deck franchises. Let's pretend both of these, we have two separate boats, right? And like one starts in St. Lucia, one starts in Norway. This might be far-fetched, right? Um, maybe the geographical logistics are different, but they are filming at the same exact time. And then somehow towards the end, they meet up maybe switch crews or something. I don't know. I think it would be so cool to like have two, like a crossover, internal crossover in this franchise. So remember this day because you heard it here first. <laughs> Let's see if they take my idea or not. Um, but if they do, and if you're listening, you can always Venmo me or cash at me at Bravo and Blaze, Bravo TV. Just kidding. Um, okay, so let's talk about Below Deck. What happened this week? Below Deck, we had the Muff Truff Express. Oh, my gosh. Rachel is so funny. I love her so much. And I keep saying this, but, like, every week I'm sad. It's bittersweet to see her because she's so amazing and I love her, but knowing that there's been a falling out and she's not coming back to Bravo makes me really sad. But oh, actually, never mind. She probably wouldn't want to go on Top Chef. I want there to be a Top Chef below deck chef version. And they could even like make some of the challenges 
related to like being on a boat. Like imagine if they had a simulated sailboat where like they have to lock things up because the boat's about to tilt. Oh my God, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Below deck with Captain Lee. Who does he got? He's got Frazier as the chief stew, Rachel as the chef, and then the bosun is Ross, who lo basically looks like Eddie, his old bosun. Tony might be my favorite person in the world. Um, he just seen, except this episode from this week, he was like, confusing me. He seemed like very, I don't know, like not in a good headspace. He was like, I got to go in the ocean or whatever, which is unprofessional. I don't like unprofessionalism. So that part I did not like, but I like just his energy and who he is as a person, not so much like his work ethic, I guess. Um, but him and the other guy, what is this other guy's name? Ben. Ben and Tony, I really like their romance that they got going on. They talk about being um, biracial. And uh, if you're new here, I am biracial. I am half Asian, half Caucasian. Um, actually, I just did a 23andMe like this week because the CEO of Endocana Health, shout out, um, you they have a an integration with 23andMe. So if you've already done a 23andMe, you can get the test to whip through Endocana Health where they'll take your DNA and tell you like what are the best strains of weed for you. Isn't that freaking awesome? So uh, he's coming on my show on Cannabis Mom Boss soon, and we're going to go through my results together because also if you're new here, I have had I've been diagnosed with cannabis hypermesis syndrome. Um which I don't know if I completely believe. And it's kind of like a controversial topic in the industry. So I think it's going to be really interesting to have him on Cannabis Mom Boss. Um, but anyways, going back to below deck. Wow, tangent there. Um, I love that Tony and Ben have this like bromance going on. They talk about being biracial. And we don't... We're seeing this a lot on below deck, I feel like. And we've had like... Julia Weinstein, she was on Real Housewives of New York. She's Japanese and Jewish, I think. And she's biracial. So I was like, oh, wow, this is great. We have someone who, like, represents someone like me. Because I know that there's people like me out there, but there's not a lot. And so she's, like, the only housewife that I felt had any similarity to me, really, you know, like as far as ethnic background goes and she wound up being like really cuckoo. So, um, I love seeing more biracial cast members because something we don't talk about is like, we talk about racism on these shows sometimes, but I feel like a lot of times it's in a very like binary way where we we talk about like, you know, what happened with Raina and Heather. Um, it was just very like right or wrong. Whereas you had like Wes who was half black, half white come in and he was like trying to mediate the situation and understand both sides. And then like got attacked from one side. And it was like, 
these are the conversations we need to talk about because obviously there's like more biracial people who are out there as you know we start to blend more so i'm really loving that i hope we get more of that and um i don't know i just love those guys they're so sweet uh camille um this girl down here on the bottom, the blonde, she was dating a quarter, a college quarterback in the South. And that's like a big deal or whatever. And he cheated on her. And now she's half deckhand, half stew. And she hates listening to Allison. Is that her name? Alyssa. She hates listening to Alyssa. And I don't know. They have like this weird thing going on where they're competing for Ben. I don't, there's just like a lot of stuff going on with both of them. Haley, I freaking love her, her redhead energy. Like she's just, I love her. I just love her. Um, but yeah, I'm really sad to see captain Lee in the physical condition that he's in. And I just like, Makes me sad. I don't even want to accept it. So I'm going to move on to Below Deck Adventure. Um, if you've been following along, you may know that Captain Carrie and I are like best friends pretty much. Um, I manifested going on a excursion in Norway on Captain Carrie's boat someday. I don't know if it'll be in 2023, but manifesting that putting it out there. Um, and I, I do think I like this franchise the best now. That is a bold statement. I know, but I really like Captain Carrie a lot for many reasons. The number one reason, the way he is a boss and like his professionalism is top of the line. Like that is the expectation that I like to have when working with someone. He handled everything with Kyle so, so gracefully and as a leader, but while maintaining his authority, I mean, he's got great leadership skills. I would actually, maybe I should see if Captain Carey wants to like do a leadership class or something. <laughs> I would take it. I would, I would be a student of his class. Um, also what I love about Captain Carey is that last week when Jessica, the chef got injured, he stepped in. So like something came up on Southern hospitality this week where Leva, I posted it on Instagram, but Leva said something to Will and TJ, the bartenders, like, no, I want you guys to understand that no job is beneath you. And I subscribe to that philosophy and work ethic 1000%. I took off a Band-Aid that I just had on my thumb because it was like hanging off. But I have two Band-Aids on right now in my hands. Well, one. But um, I had to um, scrub and scrub my nails because I have paint underneath my nails like I am these are working hands okay and that's from that's from redoing my office because 
you got to get in there and get it done. You know, if you can't wait for contractors to come in six months, then get in there and do it. Like I could do it. Like, why can't, why can't we all do it? You know? So I'm, I'm into Captain Carey's work ethic. I love him. Um, Faye is a decent chief stew personality wise. I don't know how I feel about her yet, but I think I like that about her because I don't think the chief stew should be there for like the drama. I think the chief stew has a very big job, obviously. And if she were like, let's say she was like, uh, what was that one girl's name? Reagan, the bosun on captain Sandy's. <laughs> like if she was that kind of chief stew, I'd be like, get out of here now. But she's very on top of things. And I love that about her. And she's also like, not into taking anyone's BS. But then also, I didn't love that she woke up Nathan. Like, I felt really bad that Michael, the deckhand who was awake, and mind you, they're down a deckhand too. So they're already understaffed. And she wants Nathan to come out and entertain the guests while he's sleeping because she didn't think Michael could really handle the job. And I felt so bad for him. He's like, I'm standing right here. <laughs> oh my gosh. I really like Michael as well. And I think it goes back to the work ethic. Like he, I think he'll be a good captain someday because he seems to have that discipline and, and like team, I don't know, like he's a team player. Um, and I think he respects authority. Yes, he did kind of talk back to Faye, who is at a higher ranking. But at the same time, I could see his frustration where he's like, I'm literally standing right here. What do you want me to do? And she's like, no, I'm going to wake up Nathan. Like, and it, like, I could see that, like, he was being a nice, good co-worker slash bunkmate slash friend. Like, no, don't wake up my boy. He's sleeping. Like, I'll do it, you know? So I really like Michael. Um, Casey. Oh, God. I totally forgot that Heather Gay was on this episode. Oh, my gosh. I have to say, Heather Gay really spoiled <laughs> Below Deck Adventure for me this week. For one... If you're not caught up, I have had, I've done an interview with Marilla Bueno, who is Jen Shaw's assistant slash Heather Gay's former bestie slash employee who she fired, not fired. Like, it's very weird, but I'll put the link in the show notes. Go check that out. I just, when I watch Heather after seeing, having my interview with Marilla, I'm just like, oh my God, Heather is so fake. And Jen Shaw, when she went on her rant uh, about the elf on the shelf husband, like, I get it now. And I mean, not that Jen Shaw is the standard for morality in any way, but I do think Heather is fake. And this whole, like, her biggest personality trait 
that we've seen as being ex-Mormon, which was not by her choosing. And she seems like she wants to, like, if she could be back in that role, she's, she admitted, she was like, I used to be judgmental. I wouldn't even show my shoulder at my cousin's wedding. I had like, she had to have a certain special dress just for her, like separate from the other bridesmaids. And like, I feel like this is based on my psychological, <laughs> unpro not professional level, psychological, sociological evaluation on her. I think that she wishes she was still in that role and she's bitter about it. And that's why she hates Lisa Barlow because Lisa Barlow is terrestrial. Don't forget. Um, but you could see that she just hates Lisa Barlow so much because of the internal jealous factor. And uh, I'm getting sidetracked now, but see these shows are blending now and I kind of love that, but um, I'll wrap up this below deck adventure real quick. Oriana is scaring me and I don't want to say anything bad, but she did respond to one of my tweets and to one of my mutuals on Twitter. And I was like, what does this even mean? Her response to my tweet, which I did not tag her. So she was like searching through, which I don't blame her. And like, maybe I shouldn't put people's names out. I don't know. But I mean, th that's what we're here for, right? Okay, whatever. I'm going to enjoy it. So um, I don't even know what, I think I just said, is anyone else like terrified of her? Just, I feel like one, the whole thing with, wanting to date someone of power is very sad to me. Like I have four daughters. So when I see a female like this, it, it's concerning to me. Like it's actually makes me feel bad. Like I am concerned for her. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. But Casey, I love Casey shade. Is that right? Casey, right? Um, she's ex Mormon. And I love that. She's like royalty, which is obviously not a word, but Wait, is it? Is it? Royalty has two meanings. Like royalty, if you're like of royal descent, and then royalty, like as far as money goes, if you own some kind of intellectual property or whatever. So I don't think royalty is a word, but she's like reading Heather Gay's bio, which if anyone knows who wrote her preference sheet, Heather Gay's preference sheet, please let me know because... Somebody was like messaging me or, or commenting like she didn't call herself royalty, obviously. And I'm like, is it, is that obvious? I don't know. Like they made it seem like I was stupid for not knowing that, oh, somebody definitely wrote that bio for her. I'm like, why would they? Like if I, like I would write my own preference sheet, I feel like if I was going on a yacht, but whatever. I'm like, okay, so even... So, like, it's still funny that she was shading her, right? She's like, there's no such thing as Mormon royalty. So, um, yeah, I, right now, Below Deck Adventure is my favorite Below Deck. I hate to compare. It's like, you know, they're like children. But 
I like them both. Let me go into Southern Hospitality. I mentioned Leva talking about her work ethic. I love that. Um, we're only on episode two. And it's already, things are pretty crazy already. I mean, even in the first episode, we had kind of like a confrontation between Mikkel and uh, Joe Bradley, which I don't know why, but I love saying Joe Bradley, like the full name. Now that Maddie says it like that all the time, I'm like, yes, Joe Bradley. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was pretty shocked that Maddie is dating Trevor, her ex-boyfriend again already. Like, how is she going to explain this to everyone? She's like, oh, I haven't told them yet like she said that people like were like threatening to hurt him after he cheated on her and I haven't heard her say anything that's like oh we talked about it and this and that and like now that's why we're moving forward I haven't heard any of that so I'm like very confused why she's continuing to date this pedicab driver <laughs> I want to know his five-year plan um, but, and I think Joe Bradley is cute. I like him. Um, oh, Leva and her condo slash office on King Street is hashtag goals. Love that. Uh, what else? Grace Lily. I freaking love her. I know like her and TJ had a whole thing and I do like TJ as well because I like, how he approaches his job. And he's like, you know, I take this seriously. Like, this is my career. And I don't think that she's good for the brand. She's too wild or like, she's not consistent. La, la. And like, I get that side, but also I'm like, that is, that seems to be like the, the beauty, so to speak of Grace Lily. Like, I like that about her, that she's kind of just, like, wild and free and, like, you know, trying to live her best life or whatever. But at the same time, obviously, you do have to be professional. And I think she's – don't forget, these people are young. I think she's seeing that now. Like, she had a talk with Leva, and she even said at the team building activity or whatever, like, I'm going to start to focus more and, you know, do better or whatever. So – I think she has a bright future ahead of her. I'm going to stick with that. Oh, but what else? Um, okay. Let's get into Salt Lake City. We don't even have enough time. But obviously we see Jen Shaw on the yacht. Who This is still day one, by the way. This entire episode and last episode is all one day. I think it's like all the whole two episodes, whatever. It's more than one episode, which is a lot. So Jen is getting hammered. Jen is turning up on this yacht. She's intoxicated and she throws Angie's shoes into the water. And I swear, I was just like, oh, oh damn shout out to the bravo docket i think it's the bravo docket they posted 
all of the um, violations or I don't know what you want to call it, but like all the things in just the one episode that she committed, like battery is pouring a drink on someone's head. Um, I forgot what the other technical terms were, but throwing shoes. Um, is that like theft? I don't know what that is. Vandalism. Um, she, th- oh, she was littering. She threw her, the charcuterie board. Um, she, and like, oh my gosh. And then later at dinner, that whole show, I'm telling you, if you're not watching Salt Lake City, you have to. It is so insane. I need to, I might have to do a separate show just to talk about Salt Lake City because it's so nuts. Like last week, or since the last episode and before this week's episode aired, we got receipts from Whitney saying, basically showing evidence that Angie H was so desperate to go on this girl's trip, even though Angie was like, I don't care. Girl, you cared. We saw the receipts from Whitney and kudos to Whitney. I'm really liking her these days. She's really growing on me. I did not like her at all when she was a part of bad weather. Cause you know how I feel about Heather, but I like her growth. She's healing, healing, She's healing her trauma. Um, and you could just see, like, she seems like she's growing and becoming a better person. And I like that for her. Whereas with Heather, I think her house of cards are starting to, you know, crumble down. And uh, we're starting to see the real Heather Gay. And it's not looking good. I don't know how long you can keep up with, you know, a facade. And watching, you know, Jen, knowing that she's pleaded guilty and Heather, like, being so desperate for Jen's friendship, like, what is Heather hiding? Am I right? Um, Because why on earth does anyone even care (laughs) if Jen Shaw... Wants to be friends with them. Like, I'll admit, okay, I did meet Jen Shaw at BravoCon, and I am very conflicted because I like to go off of my one-on-one interaction with people. And my one-on-one interaction with her was so pleasant. And not just at BravoCon, like before BravoCon too. So it's hard for me. (laughs) And I don't agree with her behavior throwing the shoes overboard, dumping a drink on someone's head, screaming and yelling. I do not condone this behavior. However, maybe something's wrong with me because I find her so entertaining. I'm just like, oh my God, this is not real. But like, oh my God. Chenshaw. Oh my gosh. So then also, and this is where like Salt Lake City might be my favorite franchise, but I'm conflicted because I'm like, am I getting too close? Like I interviewed John Barlow. Um, 
around the same time as I interviewed Marillo Bueno. So like when I saw John Barlow at BravoCon, it felt like I was seeing a friend because we've like literally talked. We had like over an hour long conversation about cryptocurrency, which has nothing to do with housewives. And so like, I feel like we, we vibe, you know, but, <laughs> um, so it's weird for me. Cause like, also I'm a diehard Lisa Barlow stan. And so even if she does anything wrong, I'm just like, I don't know if I care because I love her. <laughs> like with Jen Shaw, every time she starts laughing or every time she starts yelling, I literally, I cannot stop laughing because I find it that behavior to be so outrageous and ridiculous that I can't help but laugh. And it doesn't like, and I'm, I like laughing. <laughs> so if I'm laughing at Jen Shaw, because she's so ridiculous. Am I wrong? Or is Bravo wrong for exposing us to people like this? Or is Jen Shaw wrong? Or am I, it's, are we all wrong in this scenario? Deep thoughts, deep thoughts. Think about it. But also the Lisa, the Lisa and Jen fight was just so hilarious. I'm like, I don't, I could not understand why Jen was mad. And now we know that like, was she black out drunk? She really doesn't remember any of that. I feel like that's hard to believe. I feel like I don't drink anymore, but when I used to drink, I would still like recollect and be like, Oh my God. Yeah. I do remember that. And that was awful. And I'm ugh, but to not remember at all that's like i that just i don't think that's ever happened to me so i i just find it funny that she's like what are you talking about angie i'm sorry <laughs> like after you just threw her shoes overboard does she remember that i gotta ask <laughs> i don't know it's just oh uh, but uh heather okay so there was a continuity issue in um, this week's episode with Heather. During the dinner fight, we see Heather not wearing sunglasses. And then at one point she is wearing sunglasses. And I'm only a true crime aficionado slash enthusiast. But this is a classic case of deflection and deception as far as body language goes and you can see it. I mean, just from the words, I almost want to get the transcription and like go line by line. Like every time she was confronted with something that was questioning her, you know, behavior, she would turn it around and ask a question or be like, like when she brought up Whitney having a matching outfit with Angie, what does that have to do with what you guys were just talking about? She threw that out of nowhere. And at one point she's like, she got caught in something. Cause Dana kudos to Dana for stepping up because Dana was like, Heather, you said, I forgot what she said. Blah, blah, blah. And Heather was like, like, oh, girl, Heather, that is the face of somebody who's been caught and doesn't know what to do. 
So, and she's the one who left the dinner table first and was like, find yourself another Heather Gay. That's her MO. She turns into the victim like, oh, okay. Like, we see you, Heather. We see you. (laughs) And it's like, this is where I'm okay with watching people F up. Try not to swear. So I'm saying F. Um, I'm okay with watching that because I think it's good for us viewers to see like people messing up because everyone messes up. But what we need to see is people taking accountability and not try to hide things, you know, and have this house of cards built on lies. And I just, the jig is up, Heather. I think you need to pivot. You need to pivot. <laughs> pivot. Ah, uh, I just love Salt Lake City. Oh my gosh! Another thing I have to say that I wrote down as a note: only Jen Shaw would eat while screaming and yelling at somebody or in the middle of an argument. Literally her and Lisa, she was like a little kid. It reminded me of seeing my children who are like, they're having a tantrum and like, they're like, I want to talk to you. And they're like, no, no. And Lisa's like, you're going to talk to me. (laughs) And Jen's just like, no. And she's like snacking while she's in the middle of this screaming argument with Lisa Barlow. It's just too funny. This show is wild and unbelievable. I love it. (laughs) But, um, okay, so after Salt Lake City, we have Love Without Borders, and I'll be honest, I, I'm i not, I don't think I'm going to be watching this. I caught some of it because, you know, I'm watching Bravo all the time anyways, but, and so I know about Gurleen and her going to Dubai. I think that guy is so cute. Um, I hope it works out for them, but then... I saw at the end of this week's episode, she started cleaning up the dishes and it was like very offensive. And, but she was like upset that she's like, no, I want to clean up. And it was so weird to see how persistent and adamant she was about doing that when like, I don't know for me, maybe because like my mom's Korean and like I grew up going to a Korean church. And like, I very early on could see the differences in cultures and like when it's appropriate to behave a certain way. Like for example, when there's food that you don't normally eat from a different culture that's presented in front of you, it's very rude to be like, ew, that's disgusting or whatever. Like don't do that kind of stuff. And so for me in Korea and in the U.S., like there is no part of my culture that I've been exposed to where cleaning up after yourself is a bad thing. But apparently in Dubai, it's considered very offensive to the staff that's working there because that's how it works in Dubai. They like look at Real Housewives of Dubai. Caroline Brooks, she always was like, so-and-so, can you give me this? And so I find that very interesting. I do like the cultural dynamics of Love Without Borders. But for me personally, I, I, 
I don't know. It just feels too much like 90 Day Fiance to me. And it also gives me like trafficking vibes. <laughs> and I don't like that. Um, also, there's just so many shows on right now. I, I, just, I can't take on another. Can't spare a square. Um, but people are liking it. So if you're watching it, I hope you're enjoying it too. Um, I'm going to move on to, wait, I didn't even change my slide. I'm sitting here talking about Love Without Borders with the Salt Lake City people up. Okay, that's Love Without Borders. All right, Winter House. Hmm, I don't know where to begin. I This show is making me rage the most. I'm so bothered by this show. For so many reasons. Number one, I cannot stand Austin. I cannot stand Austin. Like, maybe being on all these shows is too much for you. Because clearly you're not, you don't even have the time to go back and watch yourself. Or maybe you do and you're not learning. But you need to watch yourself and you need to check yourself. Because your behavior is not okay. He's playing everyone He's playing himself, actually. Oh, my God. Did I just... I think I just switched to not liking him to feeling bad for him. Does he hate himself? Why is he this awful? Like, oh, him getting mad at Sierra? Like, just shut up. And Olivia's not your girl. What the hell does that mean? Your girl? Please, you... So fake. I don't want anyone to talk about, oh, Lindsay touched my dick. Oh, my God. Everyone's talking about it. Oh, my God. She didn't touch my dick. She just put her hand on my leg. But that's basically the same thing. Shut up, Austin. The way that he tried so hard to bust, burst the love bubble of Carl Lindsay is just pathetic. Pathetic. I just can't with him. Like, get a life. Get a life, dude. Why are you just... It's like his main purpose is to ruin women's lives. Like, get a new hobby. This is not a good look. Pivot. All right, I gotta stop saying pivot. Um, but yeah, Austin is the worst, but from the female side, Jess, the girl who expects compliments is probably one of the worst people on television we've seen in a while. Like the way she complains about people not complimenting her, people not being welcoming when they're literally so welcoming to her. I don't see anything where they're like, where it seems like they're not including her. She's the one who's distancing herself. As you can see, when she goes on the boys bike skiing trip, and she's like, I need to spend every single second of the day, every hour with Corey before we leave. And it's like, I am scared. I am scared. 
But also like, okay, going back to the compliment thing, you expect compliments from everyone and everyone's welcoming to you, but then you dog on them. You don't just like, it's not like she's, they're being so nice to her and she's talking smack about Lindsay Hubbard. Excuse me. If anyone ever says I look like Lindsay Hubbard, I'm going to cry from happiness. But if they said I looked like Lindsay Hubbard, that'd be so weird because we look nothing alike. Um, but Jess, she's like, I don't like that, you know, people aren't supporting my relationship. Like, girl, you basically said that Corey's not even good looking. In front of him, didn't she? Or to him? She was like, oh, I usually go for hot guys, but I like your personality or something. I don't know. Like this girl, I don't know if she's inherently mean or if she's been a victim of some kind of abuse or trauma. Like what is her deal? This is beyond. Like it's... So bad. And the worst part, so I'm half Korean. Rachel is Korean. Rachel Clark, the flower um, extraordinaire. She's amazing. Follow her Instagram. Like, I'm obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with her style. I'm obsessed with just who she is, the way that she's like, not trying to rush things with Jason because I probably wouldn't have done that. Just the way that she's like, I'm like spitting all over the place. The way that she just seems like she's very aware of herself at such a young age. I'm like very impressed by her. And she's an entrepreneur and everything. Like love, love, love her. And Jess goes, oh, I know I'm a hot piece of ass. And oh, people people probably won't come up to you because they think you're smart or so. I don't know. It made it sound like she was saying like, Rachel's not as hot as her or something. It's like, bitch, I will fight you. Just kidding. I will not. But I was just so angry. And then on top of that, I love Rachel. She mentioned, I'm so glad she said this. At one point she said, you know, men fetishize. Wait, is that how you say it? Fetishize. (laughs) They fetishize Asian women. And I know this to be true. I'm only half, but I've literally had many men, not like many, but like, Enough where I'm traumatized, but I've had men come up to me as their opening line and say things like, I really love Asian women or something like so. I'm like, oh, go away, creep. What the hell is that? That's oh. And then I remember when I was dating when I was younger, I'd be like, Have you ever dated an Asian? Just to check because I know that they exist out there, like these creeps. So that was always like a red flag. I'm like, 
if they dated an Asian, I need to know and I need to like learn more because if this is like a fetish thing, then it's not going anywhere. <laughs> so I'm laughing about it, but it's not funny because it's true and gross and ugh, it just makes me so mad and it makes me feel so awful for Rachel because I'm sure that I'm sure she's had similar experiences to me or maybe worse, but having those experiences and then having like this blonde girl like this around you and saying things to you the way that she's saying things to Rachel, like, oh, it makes me so angry. Like she has no idea. She just has no clue. This is where, like, my rage is so intense, like, the way I feel about Austin. Like, do I feel bad for her? Like, maybe she's a victim of something tragic. Because, don't forget, she's completely disassociated herself from this show since the show has ended. And she's, like, a metaverse real estate agent or whatever. Like, we know she's on, she's using the internet. So why that's like a conscious decision that she made to disassociate herself from the show. And there's only one episode left. Rachel confronts her in front of everyone. My eyes are lit up so much right now. And also this whole thing with Corey's coming to a head because he's like, getting creeped out by her rightfully so she's being very creepy she's like lurking around the corner like where are you oh why are you hanging out with the boys and it's just like too much too much too much too much so i'm looking forward to next week i hope i have like some kind of resolution for myself <laughs> for my sanity because this girl is just driving me nuts i can't i can't Oh, another thing that happened this week, there was a blind item that came out where allegedly it sounds like from the blind item that one of the cast members of Winter House, who is also on Southern Charm, because I said like this not so charming, I don't know, Winter House person, I don't know what they said, but um, they did not go to the reunion for Winter House which means a lot of things, right? So they may be fired or I don't know, but this affects multiple shows, obviously. So people are speculating that it's Craig. To be honest, I feel like Craig had his moment in the beginning of the season and it is like just kind of just there for the ride for the rest of the season. He's like not really contributed that much. So I don't know, but I am looking forward to finding out more. Also, after Winter House, we had Million Dollar Listing LA, the premiere. I, full transparency, I did not watch it. I've seen some clips. I already know I freaking love all three of these people. Tracy, Tudor. Josh Altman and Josh Flagg. I love them all, but I'll be honest. 
I prefer, like, I just want to look at the houses. Not, not that I just want to look at the houses, but like, I don't need their drama mixed in with the houses. Like looking at real estate is like a hobby. And like, if I'm looking at real estate, it's like, I'm on a mission. I'm not like trying to hear about everyone's drama around the house. So, I mean, I have always watched million dollar listing in New York and LA, but I don't know. It's just like, there's too much going on on Bravo and I'll try to catch up with it when I can. I love them. And I don't know. I, if something good happens, let me know. <laughs> okay. What else? So then also, okay. Miami, Miami, Miami is out. The first four episodes of Real Housewives of Miami are out right now on Peacock. Okay, I got a complaint right off the bat. I need to just get this off my chest and move on. So I don't love that Real Housewives of Miami is on Peacock and that they release four episodes and then stream like one a week on like, what, Thursday morning or whatever, or like midnight, Wednesday night or whatever it is. I hate that. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> One reason is because we're not able to live tweet like we do when it's when the show's on Bravo and we're all watching it at the same time. Like, I enjoy that. That is part of the community. That's part of the fun of it to be like, it's like, you know, the equivalent of having someone next to you be like, oh my God, like you tap them. Like, did you see that? Oh my gosh. And I find that to that aspect, the community aspect and live tweeting part of Bravo and housewives and all that stuff is, I think that's really important when it comes to building a brand or, you know, trying to be like, to have like a long withstanding franchise, you want to have, you know, security in your brand for long-term purposes, right? Like you don't want to burn, burn out and then it's canceled. So the way for me, I feel like what would be a, a good idea if I were consulting them, I would one, somehow try to figure out how do we keep this community aspect because that nurtures our audience. But like, I don't, I don't know the reasons why they put Miami on Peacock. So I don't know if there's like a financial reason where they're like, no, but we make more money this way or whatever. Like, and I understand that too, but I think in business, there's ways to be creative and like, look at like, what are the metrics? What is most important? But you cannot forget about things like building a community. Like you cannot buy that. Even if you have all the money in the world, you cannot pay even like, let's say you wanted to build a community of a hundred people. You can't pay everyone every week to be a part of your community. That's not how it works. You need people who are emotionally invested and who want to be there. Otherwise, what do you have? Those are the people who are keeping your lights on. Okay. Just saying. <laughs> so, okay, Miami. I just had to get that off my chest. I watch, 
I was watching up until like this morning. I started again at like five in the morning because I wanted to binge it, but it was just too much. And I was like, do I go to bed late or do I wake up early? And for me personally, waking up early is better for my mind and soul. So I just woke up and started it when I started getting ready. Um, it's good. It's really good. It is, I mean, we all know that Lisa and Lenny are going through a divorce, but it's wild to see that this is unfolding like on the show because it almost seems like she kind of knows, but like doesn't want to say it. She's like, oh, he's working out. He looks really good. And I mean, they show him on his phone all the time. And I mean, she keeps like, like restating how great their marriage is and like it's on an up and like girl I'm gonna be team Lisa no matter what but let's be honest here I mean this is this is really embarrassing and then also with Larsa I'm really liking Larsa by the way I think she's pretty awesome um <laughs> and I do think it's funny that Alexia was like, oh my gosh, this is a business party. That's something I would totally do. Not in like an obnoxious way, but like entrepreneurship is a lifestyle. Like you do what brings you joy and you find a way to make money doing it, right? That is the dream. So for Larsa to like throw a dog party for her dog's first birthday, that's like kind of cheesy. But whatever, she has money and she's single and like, do it, girl. And she brought in, she mentioned her dog leash um, product or whatever. Like, I don't see anything wrong with that. I think that's amazing. I, I, I'm i like giving her props. Go Larsa. I'm loving it all. I love the penthouse. I think every single lady should live in a penthouse. <sighs> I mean... It's just a different way of living. I love it. But um, yeah, we got so much going on already. So Larsa is like accusing Lisa of having a mortgage, which I think is so, so funny because Lisa gets so angry about it as if she, as if Larsa accused her of like the Bravo boyfriend said, like, like accusing her of homicide. <laughs> it's just so insane how upset she is. But then at the same time, I'm like, wait, let's back up a little bit. I am shocked. I am really shocked still that Larsa even gives a crap if Lisa was like, oh, I heard hookers and drug dealers live there or only fans. Like, I'd be like, bish, I don't give a crap. Like, I'm in my penthouse peace. But hopefully I wasn't living in a, in a building with a bunch of hookers and drug dealers. I would probably, if before I buy something, I'd probably like want to check out, you know, who my neighbors are. Maybe, I don't know if you're allowed to do that or how, but I wouldn't, I don't know. Do you, how do you go through that process? You talk to your real estate agent, like, okay, who lives here? Are there any hookers here? Are there any drug dealers here? If so, sign me up. Just kidding. Um, 
so yeah, that's that whole thing is like just so crazy to me. But obviously, Lisa has like deeper things going on. So we see her emotions. Um, Alexia and Gertie, I really don't like them fighting. But because they had like this weird thing going on in like a business sense, I like that they're not working together anymore. Like just cut the ties professionally and keep it strictly friendly. Like if somebody doesn't mix well with you or vibe well with you on a business standpoint, and that goes for both sides as a customer and as the business owner, like sometimes you don't want to work with some people. Like it's just not, if it's not a good fit, like it's not a good fit. So I'm sad that they're kind of arguing because I really like both of them. Love, love, love Alexia. I love her so, so much. Marisol, I love Marisol and her vibe, her energy. She's all about like, she is actually, to me, like a good time girl, not Heather Gay. But um, I get concerned with her level of alcohol consumption. Maybe she just, her body is able to handle it, but I can't. <laughs> and I'm not shaming her or judging her. I'm talking strictly from like a health perspective. Like if I was a rich single woman, wait, is she single? She's not married. She has a boyfriend, right? No kids, no parents to like have to take care of. Oh, you better believe I'm living my best life. So go Marisol. But um, what else? We have Julia and Martina are having issues. I don't like that either. I really love Julia, but she is also kind of a weirdo. And I do, like, I love that about her. And I <laughs> I don't like that Larsa calls her a weirdo. Not because, like, I'm trying to hurt Julia's feelings, but she kind of is a weirdo. And, like, I like that about her. So, <laughs> And even at the dog party, like, Julia brought a goat. That's just, like, I think it's so cute. And... You could tell this is like, I don't know if it's because it's her second season, but Julia got like this housewife confidence or something that we see sometimes in people's second season. Like the first season, they kind of like, kind of, you know, they go easy. They try not to go too hard unless you're like Noella. And then you're like, okay, goodbye. But um, usually we see, First season, they lay low. And then second season, they're like, okay, now I'm used to this. Now I'm going to bring out the guns. And you could kind of see that with Julia. And I think it's so freaking cute because she is just so sweet. I don't know. Like, how could you not love Julia? I think she's just the cutest. And I don't know what's going to happen with Martina, but I hope everything works out for them. Um... What else? Ugh, my four episodes, I crammed it all in. So I think I, oh, I have to say one more thing. And I'm not trying to be mean, but like, why is Dr. Nicole here? I have no interest in her storyline ever. I need to know if there's anyone out there who loves Dr. Nicole or who is interested in her, please let me know why. I need to know why she's on this show. The storyline with her father like, I don't know. 
I know this isn't normal, but I almost want to say join the club. Like who doesn't have a, a drunk father who's not there or whatever? Like, girl, I want to know about your husband's or soon to be husband's money. This, how much did they sell their house for? $50 million? I know they're a doctor and lawyer, but like, I need to know more. And I am skeptic, skeptical because look at what we've gotten from other franchises. Erica Jane, Jen Shaw, Heather Gay. I want to see where this money is coming from. Like, just, I don't need to see the tax returns. I don't need to know how much your net worth is, although I would like to know. But I want to see how, just tell us, like, how did you get to the point where you're in your 40s and you have a $50 million house from being a lawyer? The math ain't math in that is not how it works unless you're Tom Girardi, right? Am I right, people? <laughs> That's all I want to know about Dr. Nicole, really, is about her money right now. And I'm not trying to be mean again, but whatever. I'm going to move on. Okay, so I don't usually talk about Watch What Happens Live, but this week we had Bethany and Jeff Lewis on Watch What Happens Live and – Shout out to Jeff Lewis Obsessed, my friend Sarah. I love her. She was there and she is a diehard Jeff Lewis fan. And she got to take pictures with him. And I just love that for her. Like, mm, you go, girl. But yeah, this episode was so weird. Like wild and like good in a good way, but like also bad in a bad way. I don't know. I was like... What is happening? At one point, Bethany was like, well, if we were all on a show together and Andy's like, we are on a show together, like a lot. <laughs> so I don't know. I loved it. I love Jeff Lewis. I love his humor. I think he's so funny. And you could tell Bethany was like, oh, shoot. She was on her toes a little bit with Jeff. And I like that. And I don't know. It was a good episode. I have to go watch it again because I only watched it one time. And I was just like, this is so much. I need to go back because it was a lot. She was talking about she threw shade towards Teddy and Brandy, I think. I don't know if there's anyone else in that ca category. But Jeff was like, what's different about your podcast from all the other Housewives podcasts that are out there? And she's like, well, I was never fired. I left on my own free will and I'm not bitter or something, <laughs> which is totally subjective. Um, so that was pretty funny. I don't know if anyone's listening to her show, but if you are and you have some thoughts, send me a message because I'm dying to know now. And also uh, shout out to the new, to the, Real Housemates of New York. They posted, um, oh my gosh, I forgot this other pop culture news I have to circle back to. But Bethany has a new show on CNBC or CBS or something. I don't know. It's with, there was a clip of her with Mr. Wonderful, I guess. And they're talking about business or whatever. And so I kind of want to go check that out because as much as like I have this like love, hate, 
feeling towards Bethany. I do respect her as far as business goes. And I'm not saying I would go in business with her, but I think that I would be able to communicate with her in a direct way where there wouldn't be amb ambiguity, which is really important to me um, when I'm doing business. Um, so I think Bethany, where she's difficult, quote unquote, to work with would be the upfront part of it. Once you make the sale, like it's all downhill from there. The part leading up to that of like, what are, what are the terms here? Like, what are we talking here? What do I get out of it? What do you get out of it? What are, what do we do if this happens? Like, that's all the stuff that you negotiate ahead of time before you commit to a contract and have some kind of business transaction. So for just from watching Bethany, I feel like that is kind of her, her MO when it comes to doing business. I could totally see her doing that. Um, I would love to work with her in some capacity. I don't know if I'd want to work for her um, or if I'd want her to work for me. She She's unemployable. I think we're probably both unemployable at this point. <laughs> but um, yeah, I can't see Bethany ever working for somebody. But yeah, she's she does. I mean, she's smart and she's successful. So I find, you know, like respect. <laughs> um, and before I close, real quick, another thing in pop culture news that's related to Bravo is there's a new show called The Traders that's coming out on, I want to say Peacock. And that has Kyle Cook, Brandy Glanville, Reza Farahan. Oh my God, who am I forgetting? There's somebody else from Bravo. Oh my God, who's the fourth person? Oh my God, oh my God. Shoot, 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 shoot. Anyways, there's a new show. I guess it's kind of like that celebrity mole type of game. I'm not really sure, but I'm definitely going to tune in for at least the first show or episode because um, I don't want to jinx it. But I do have a interview scheduled with one of those people for next week. So hopefully I can get that out to you guys soon. Like I said, I'm not going to jinx it, so I won't say who it is. But stay tuned for that one. And um, yeah, we're well over an hour. It's like we're almost in an hour 40. Um, let me see if there's any, any comments or questions. Oh, my gosh. I'm already seeing great comments. So I'm going to, instead of reading through all of them, I'm going to close up. But you can always, <clears throat> excuse me, you can always hit me up on anywhere, Instagram, email, whatever. You guys know how to find me. But <laughs> this week was certainly an interesting, jam-packed week of Bravo. So thank you all for tuning in to Bravo and Blaze. Make sure you subscribe and turn on notifications so you can be updated when we go live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern for Cannabis Mom Boss and every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern for Bravo and Blaze. I hope you all have an amazing weekend. Fam. <laughs>